Welcome to another episode of Launch Your Private Podcast. Joining us today is Wendy Breakstone. She is the go-to list building and lead generation strategist, renowned for her experience in skyrocketing email list growth for coaches, program creators, and service-based experts. You're going to hear a little bit about how she learned about Hello Audio and in that experience decided to host her own virtual summit with a unique twist. It would be audio only, eliminating the need for attendees to watch videos. Can I get a hallelujah? And so the Micro Audio Summit System was born, which is a groundbreaking list building approach that can end anywhere from 100 to 1,000 leads to your email list in just six weeks. With over two decades of experience from tech giants like GoToMeeting to renowned personalities like Marianne Williamson, Wendy has honed her craft in marketing and event management. And today she's going to share how she's using the power of private podcasting to deliver her micro audio summits and giving us insight into the future of this intimate medium, the one we know and love, private podcasting. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to another case study episode. This is with a Hello Audio OG, somebody who <laughs> right out the gate was able to come up with, I think, a super unique and innovative strategy. You might have heard of it. We're going to dive a little bit deep in it today. We are with Wendy Breakstone, who teaches people how to create micro audio summits because nobody wants to watch 50 video summits in two days. Come on, people. So Wendy went out there and was like, I have the answer for this. And of course, it involves a private podcast. Wendy, we're so happy that you're here. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm really excited about this. I've built my entire business model piggybacking Hello Audio. So <laughs> I'm like the poster child for great things you can create with Hello Audio. Yeah. And you also have a very extensive marketing background. You are a smart cookie. And so you see this tool and you're like, I know exactly what I can create. I know exactly how I can help people. Yeah. So you're, it's also based on a lot of your years of experience as well. Yeah, a lot of it. And just wanting to be outside of the box, mm -hmm. not do what everybody else is doing. And when you yes. guys created Hello Audio, that's what you all were doing. And so I took that and ran with it with my own unique spin and my own unique way that I like to make things simple and not complicated. Yes, that's a big part of this. Okay, cool. So let's start there then. The beginning, like when you heard about private podcasting, do you remember what intrigued you maybe? What was like, oh, this makes a ton of sense. Oh my gosh. I remember very clearly because I have a background in marketing operations and project management and event management. I've been doing it for decades <laughs> before the internet. I was one of those people that I was like, oh, hell no, I am never in a million years going to host a virtual summit. And then one day I was following you, Lindsay, and I heard about Hello Audio and I was like, I'm going to host a virtual summit, but it's going to be audio only. And I'm not going to make anybody watch any videos. And that was the first time that I remember sitting on my couch in my living room, looking out the window. And all of a sudden I was like, holy cow, I'm doing a virtual summit, but it's an audio only. And at that point, it was still a big, what I would call a big box virtual summit, like 20 plus speakers, multiple days, the VIP best upsells, the whole shebang. But it was all built on the fact that I saw the potential of audio only and this private, like compact audio feed 
that Hello Audio had to offer. And so I literally built my first summit. It was called the Rule Breaker Summit on Hello Audio. And that's when I really realized everything I do from now on needs to be audio. I love that in business when you can take something and you're like, oh, no one's ever done it like this. And here's all the reasons why people hate it. And you're like, this is going to be really big for people. And you have that overwhelming feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to create something that people are going to be so excited about. It's so fun. It was really exciting. And I'll tell you that I did a survey after that first big summit and the response overwhelmingly was like, I said, what did you love most? And everybody said that it was audio, that it was portable, that I could, that I didn't have to watch video. And as we progressed into realizing that we're like this Zoom world, right? Mm -hmm. Where we're all like spending way too much time using our like mental capacity, trying to pick up cues on what everybody's doing with their body language on Zoom and what our own resting face looks like. And are we smiling enough? And all of these things, we're just wearing ourselves out. And so I fundamentally believe that when you're trying to reach new clients, new leads, hot leads at the top of your funnel, don't force them into some ridiculous schedule or try to get them to come to you. You need mm. to be able to go to them. And when you use like a private audio feed like Hello Audio, you immediately give people that access that they're yearning for. And so I always say like, you can listen when you're sitting in line waiting to pick up your kid from kindergarten. You can be cooking dinner. You can be walking your dog. It's so portable. And fundamentally, that is so amazing to me because I don't want to force people to spend more time staring at their computer mm. screen. I love that. Hallelujah. And it's, it's funny because it's like marketing 101. We always say meet them where they're at. And everyone just assumes they mean, oh, just join the conversation, meet them at their awareness level. But not many people think like meet them physically where they're at. And guess what? They don't want to be at their computer any longer than they really need to be. So I think that's a great perspective of being able to use the tool to meet them where they're also physically at or where they want to be. Yeah. If we're forced to be at our computer screens and we're already, you know, like over computer screening ourselves, yes. right, with the phones and the this and the that. But if I'm going to be sitting here at my computer, I want to be doing income producing activities. Mm -hmm. And also I want my clients and those people that I reach to spend their valuable eyeball time looking at their screens on IPAs, income producing activities. Mm -hmm. And so if I can fit myself into their world and into their earbuds in other places, like that's golden. Mm -hmm. I've just mastered the art of marketing, right? And so it, if it hadn't been for Hello Audio, I would have never done it in a million years. Yeah, there's a lot of summits I don't think I would have ever opted into if they weren't audio. <laughs> so as a consumer, same. <laughs> for sure. Are there other ways? We'll obviously talk about the Micro Audio Summit in a sec, but are there other ways that you've used or integrated private podcasting in your business? Oh, my God. Well, if you logged into my Hello Audio account, you could see that. Oh, how many feeds do you have? Thousand. <laughs> Private feeds, because I feel like, so here's the thing, whether it's a video, whether it's a flat PDF that has literally no personality, like a PDF, when somebody is reading something, no matter how much blood, sweat and tears you put into a PDF, they are not getting your voice. And your voice is like as unique as your fingerprint. I can, I know your voice, right? And people tell me all the time. They know my voice. They hear it. They know it. It is our fingerprints, our brand fingerprints. And so I always tell people like, look, if you have a private, if you have a PDF 
record it and make it a private audio feed. I do that all the time. I never put out a PDF anymore that doesn't have an accompanying Hello Audio private audio feed that goes along with it. So that's number one, because it adds a level of depth and richness to any type of flat thing that somebody's either going to print out or read on screen that doesn't really truly have your literal voice behind it. So that's number one. The other thing that I do all the time is like I have a um, masterclass and it's a typical, you know, me talking head with slide masterclass. And I also have an audio only version of it right underneath because I believe if you're reading the slides and listening to my voice, you can also be walking your dog and listening to my masterclass. And so because it's so accessible to just make a quick hello audio feed of just about anything, I do it and for everything. And I recommend it to my clients too. Hey, if you are going to have a course, make it audio because people need the accessibility of listening wherever. It's so true. I mean, you unlock so many hours of the day to reach people. And I think that's one of the biggest benefits of audio is that your content is actually being consumed just because you're making it easier for people to consume it. And, and I think that's probably one of the the simplest and most impactful ways to use Hello Audio, no matter what your strategy is, no matter what you're using it for, your stuff is just a lot more likely to get consumed, which is really cool. 100%. I've even started thinking about, and I've seen some of your other clients do this, like creating an audio feed of the emails that I write. Because yeah. they're great emails, but mm -hmm. they're just flat emails. But if I was reading the emails, mm -hmm. then it becomes really exciting. Mm -hmm. So I'm starting to think about that as another way to use a private podcast. And, you know, it's kind of like the sky's the limit. You just have to realize that everything could be audio. And mm -hmm. when you open that up and you start to take the extra time to make things audio, it just makes your consumer experience, your leads and your client experience so much richer, in my opinion. So I think we should dive into the Micro Audio Summit because yes. everyone Can't <laughs> is wait. excited to hear about the end of Video Summits <laughs> as we know it. So let's talk a little bit about that strategy that you've added and that you now teach. On. Yeah. So the Micro Audio Summit system is truly my flagship product and offer. And it's the only thing that I offer, really. I have a couple other little, you know, things here and there, but really at the end of the day, my goal is to teach people how to make list building and lead generation easy and flexible and reliable. And my belief is that if you can use the Micro Audio Summit system, you are going to attract more leads and they're going to become warmer faster. They're going to convert faster and they're going to be loyal longer. And so what happened is like going back to that first big summit that I did after that, I was like, oh, I created this like really cool thing. It was audio only, but it still had all of the other like razzle dazzle that you find in big summits. And I hated all of that stuff. And I'm like, well, how can I just make it simpler? And so I sat down and I created now what is the micro audio summit system. And people are like, well, what is it? It's, it's small. It's a handful of speakers. It's audio only, and people have to give me their email address in order to get access. But the one thing that I don't do and that I don't teach in the Micro Audio Summit system is there's no crazy weird schedule and there's no VIP pass upsell. Because again, while it's audio and it's accessible, I want it to stay accessible for people. And I fundamentally believe that 
if you take something away after two days because they didn't buy your VIP pass upsell, it's not actually free. It's actually a trial. It's a two-day trial. And if you don't have time for those listeners to listen, you're losing Especially them. when it's and- 10 speakers or something. Oh like 10, or yeah. 30 speakers. Or 30 in one day. Yep. Yeah. And that's crazy town. And so the Micro Audio Summit system is really about helping people get their next 100 to 1,000 leads that are ideal to their email list. And it's built on a six-week system. So from start to finish, it's six weeks, and then you flood your email list. And again, the reason I created it is because Hello Audio has this private podcast feature. And so what I do when somebody signs up on the day that the Micro Audio Summit drops, it releases on a specific day. They get access to all of them with their, with their private Hello Audio access. And I also embed the private Hello Audio players into the speaker interview page. So if they're sitting here and they're kind of working, they can be listening in the background or they can be taking it with them on the go. So it's a win-win situation for the attendees. It's a win-win situation for me because they're really connecting with my voice without having to like think about what is her, what, you know, I don't like her colored lipstick or what is she wearing or what did that speaker's face look like or all those other messages that we're subconsciously like processing. You don't have to deal with any of that. And it is distinct from what other people would call like a quote private podcast, which I love private podcasts. And I always say, if you're dying to start a podcast, for goodness sakes, at least make it a private podcast so you can actually capture email addresses. Because to me, that's the name of the game, right? Um, But there is a little bit more strategy behind it around like the urgency and the concentrated promotion period and the halo effect that that creates. Love that. Oh, my goodness. I like that it's not, it doesn't feel overwhelming. It feels light. It feels easy. Purely lead gen. The whole strategy is to build your list. And I've been behind the scenes of some pretty big summits. They were not fun. They were logistically super complex. We pulled a lot of late nights. There was always some sort of an emergency. This feels on totally the opposite end of the spectrum where it feels doable. Is this something, and this is a little bit of a leading question, but this seems accessible for folks that are just kind of starting and this might be something that they're starting to build their list and they have maybe a small list. It also feels like something that someone who's maybe more established could easily do as well. feels like this is a system or a strategy that could work for anyone. Have you had clients on all ranges of the list building spectrum? Yes, absolutely. And that's one of the interesting things is that typically a lead generation or a list building strategy like the Micro Audio Summit is specific to, well, you have to have a list of this size. Or if you're going to do Facebook ads, for instance, you want to make sure you have a proven system before you start like feeding the machine and flushing money down the toilet. But with the Micro Audio Summit system, it is truly all about wherever you're at, it will multiply your list every time you use it. So if you're starting from zero, I always tell people, like people will say, well, how many leads am I going to get? I don't know how many leads you're going to get. How many leads do you have? How many, how many people on your email list are already there? It depends on the size of the list of the other speakers. So it's a beautiful system for people who are just starting their list building adventure. And there are tons of people out there that are seasoned entrepreneurs and they have big audiences on social but they haven't been focused on list building. And so now they come to me and they're like, ooh, I realize that I need to grow my email list. Or I see people that are like just starting out and they're like, I'm gonna start a public podcast. And I'm like, 
don't do that. You're not going to get leads that way. That's not a winning strategy. That's a slow growth brand strategy. I also do have clients that are like, they want something easy. They have the list. They've been in business. They know what's up. They know what their clients want and need. And maybe they're downsizing. Maybe they're over the big launches. Maybe they don't want the razzle-dazzle or they want something that fits nicely every six months when they're doing something big. What are they going to do in the middle? The Microdio Summit system does two things really well. It brings in those top of funnel leads, those new leads, and warms them up quickly. But then if you do have people that are already in your email list that are sitting there and maybe they're like, I call it like the cryogenic frozen state. They're not driving. They're not moving forward into your funnel, but they're also not taking action. They're just like frozen in time. This is this helps them to raise their hand again because they opt in again. You're giving them something super high value and it snaps them awake. Oh, yeah, I remember why I'm on her list. And you're also giving them something really potent, the exact same. So it's a really good wake up call for people who like have, you know, hit the snooze button in your email list. Talk to me about the biggest mistakes people can make if they go down this path. So I think you you mentioned one already, and I'm going to bring it up because I wholeheartedly agree is that people, not just with the micro audio summit are going down this path, but just thinking that they have to start a public podcast and that that is the holy grail of list building. And we all know that it's not. Yeah, I mean, well, that's, the, that's important. The three of us definitely know that pr- public podcasting is, in my opinion, and here's how I preface this. Unless you have an audience, authority, and an email list already baked that Mm -hmm. you already are reaching and engaged with and active and are loving you, don't start a public podcast because you're going to spend all your time trying to promote your podcast and no time selling your offer and serving your clients. It's a slow growth brand strategy. It is not a fast growth list building and lead generation strategy. People don't like it when I say it, but it is what it is. It's so so, clear to me that it's nuanced nuanced because you're not saying it's it doesn't do anything. You're saying like it's for this specific audience with these goals. And like, I think it's pretty clear that it's not a good list building strategy, even for people who have huge podcasts. It's it never it doesn't unless you're maybe Amy Porterfield or Huberman or whoever these people and they like do these like downloads and stuff every episode. That's a lot of work. That is not just showing up and doing a podcast, you are, you know, having them convert at every episode. There's a content download or something. And I, it's just not, it's not a list building strategy. I mean, yeah. If you consider downloads or subscribers who you can't identify, who are still lurking nope. in the shadows, <laughs> audience no growth, then yes, then yes, you are growing it. But like fundamentally, here's the problem with a public podcast. There's no urgency. People are scrolling and they see your post. Oh, that looks good. I'm going to have to go listen to it. And they keep scrolling and eight seconds later, they've completely forgotten. You have to do so much work to get them there and you don't even know who they are. And then they have to listen and hopefully someday they're going to join your email list. It's just, it's, it sounds, it's exhausting. It sounds mm-hmm. exhausting. So people hey, don't, on people, this public podcast. Yeah. On this public just podcast, this thing, don't start a public podcast. So, but we are very cognizant of exactly why we're doing this, like why it's public, because we had a success stories podcast 
like the case studies, we did want it to be like real live interviews. I know you are on the on the case study podcast. I remember you're like, I don't have all the numbers yet. Like we'll have to, and I made you do an update one. But uh, yeah, so like we're very conscious of like exactly what our goals are. And it is not list growth. For us, it's authority building when there's not a single public podcast on private podcasts. That's a pretty cool angle that you can look out into the sea of podcasts. And I think that's hard too. When you're starting a new podcast, it's like, there's probably something already out there. And they say that the ones that are growing quickly are the niche ones. Those are the ones that get shared. And because how people find podcasts, is typically word of mouth, sharing that information. And we do have a list and we have people who want to learn this stuff. And we have done coaching with people. And again, you're listening to a public podcast on private podcasts. But I think it's cool. We often do this at Hello Audio is share the what we're thinking about as we're doing stuff. I mean, if we have a private podcast company, yes, we do public podcasts. But like, why, you know, how do you decide? I think us being really transparent about that is key. And our success stories podcast is is our top lead magnet. It has a very high conversion rate from listening to that to becoming a paid customer. And so, yeah, it's, of course, we thought about all those things, similar questions that all business owners have. Cool. Do you have any other, you know, mistakes or things that people might make with the system besides the public podcast? Yeah. Yeah. So, And I do tell people like, look, if you're so hot and heavy to start a public podcast, at least make it private and put it behind an email wall. For goodness sakes, make it at least a little bit worth your time and put it behind an email wall. The Micro Audio Summit system itself, and there's so many different ways to configure and construct and strategize around what a private podcast is. But I always think of a private podcast in the way when I think of it or talk about it, it's similar to a public podcast. It can continue to grow in perpetuity and be never ending. It can be in seasons or cycles or volumes or whatever. It can be a limited time story or whatever you want it to be. But for goodness sakes, put it behind an email sign up wall. So that's one of the things that is the biggest thing. When people are actually looking at the Micro Audio Summit system, one of the issues that I see that people like make a mistake just in the system itself is they get so excited that they have all these speakers reaching out because everybody and their mother wants to participate in audio because it's easy. They don't have, they can come as they are, no makeup required. And so sometimes people forget that it's micro for a reason. Mm. And I always like to remind people like, keep it small. And even if you're doing like a private podcast, consider how you might want to do it in seasons or clump it in certain like topicals or themes or something like that. So that People can really binge Mm. and then go Mm -hmm. or binge and then take the next step versus having to sift through, like you said, all these like vague is out and niche is in, right? Mm. So I'm finding that to be very true with Micro Audio Summits now too, is that the more tight the topic Mm. and more focused the target audience, so the theme and then the target audience, the better results and the more quickly you're going to see these new hot leads become loyal clients. Oh, that's good. I see you pretty much promote one of your summits, what, bi-monthly? Like how often are you running your micro audio summits yourself? So I dropped one on June 28th. Oh, okay. And my next one I'm working on now, it's, right and now. it's dropping on September 13th, as of cool. the time of this recording, whenever this is going to come out. And so I 
shoot for about every like 10 to 12 weeks. Okay. And the like once reason a quarter. is, yeah, once a quarter. I could do more and mm-hmm. I would love to do more, mm-hmm. but I also have to remember that I need time to nurture and convert mm-hmm. because I could be producing micro audio summits and, you know, do my list list building and lead gen all the time and totally forget about the sales piece of it if I wanted to. <laughs> Fun part is creating the micro audio summit. So. Yeah. But I do one like once a quarter and that seems to work out really well for most of my clients. I recommend that a lot of the times I'll hear people say like when they first hear about it, like I'm going to do one, I'm going to do six this year. I'm like, let's shoot for four and see how it goes. Because <laughs> you got to remember, you got other things you got to do. I love that, that you focus on, you're like, we also have to nurture. And if you were just constantly like doing all these, you know, you pick really unique themes. And that's what I love about it too, is to your point about the niche. It's like, oh yeah, that's definitely one like I want to, listen to or whatever. And I think that there's, there is, you do want to give people space because then it would be like, okay, like now that's too much or whatever. And like, we don't also want to do that either. I do find that like with the micro audio summits, because you drop all six to seven interviews at one time and I focus on keeping them around 30 minutes, 28 minutes each, I will find that a lot of the feedback I get is I just binge listened to the entire micro audio summit because they can, it's only three hours. And then they can focus in on what's most important to them and then like re-listen and move forward. But the nice thing is is that, well, there's a couple different things. Number one is Hello Audio makes it super easy to be able to not have to take access away. Mm -hmm. Like I have the unlimited plan. So once they get access and they give me their email address, they pay with their email address, they get to keep access. So Mm -hmm. they can listen over and over again. And anytime they listen, and anytime I remind them of something that they can listen to, they're again hearing my voice in their ears and I'm like re-imprinting on them. So good. I think the fact that it's so tight and the fact that we're allowing people to consume information and then take action, isn't that's kind of the whole point, point. of summits. And I think it's a point that most people do. It's marketed as the point. But right. Like, it's, yeah. it's totally, it's like the big promise is learn this so that you can go have this or achieve this or get this. And if you're spending 30 to 60 hours consuming content, chances are you're probably not doing the thing you need to do to actually get the results. So I love the fact that it's tiny, it's micro for a reason. That was to quote you. I love that. And I think it just feels more doable. So I'm going to ask this and you may not have numbers and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but is there a client you've worked with or even your own business where you've run your own micro audio summit and you've seen just incredible results, whether it's a list growth percentage or the number of leads that were added. Is there one kind of thing that sticks out or one scenario or one use case that sticks out in your mind? Yeah. So I'll give you some of my own numbers and then I'll, I can share some others as well. And these are numbers that my clients have given me from their leads and whatnot. And they're on my website and stuff. So I'm not sharing anything that's like proprietary. But so when I first started doing micro audio summits, I was getting like 400 new leads every time, which is great. Like for the amount of work that you put out, what would you do with 400 leads flooding in one week? Yeah. Like it's, when was the last time a, a PDF got you that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in a year. Sure. And so, but over time, my list is multiplying 
And so the people who, and people are getting more familiar with it, and there's a bunch of people in my group and stuff. And so people who are coming to me to be in the summits also have bigger listening. Mm-hmm. And also topically, it, it's going to depend, you know, on how many you get. But for a while, I was getting around 400. My last micro audio summit, I think I got 873 signups. Wow. Nice. But it was really specific. It was called AI Your Programs. And so topically, it hit the zeitgeist at the right time. And so I can expect more. But here's what I find to be super interesting about these numbers is that I always start to promote a couple days before my speakers to my own list. And when I send out that email, I get a flood of people re-signing up that are already on my list. And that is the low-hanging fruit. Those are the people that are even more likely to buy during the next two to three months than even new people that come in. Mm -hmm. So there is a difference between the new leads that are coming in and you do warm them up quick. I do, people come to a micro audio summit, they see it, they think, oh God, this is cool. They join the program. But the idea of having like several hundred people on your own email list give you their email address again, that's big. Because they're basically saying, I approve of you again. And that there's nothing better than that, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, They're like, I will not be frozen. (laughs) I will not. I refuse to be stuck in the cryo state. People forget when we when we talk about list building and lead generation, we're so focused on the big numbers and how many are we going to get? And honestly, if you do a big virtual summit, you're probably going to get more than if you do a micro audio summit. But they probably aren't going to be as good. And they're not going to be as connected to you because you gave them so much stuff, they can't focus on you. You've lost their attention. I have some other clients. I had a client who released her first micro audio summit the week after Christmas last year. She got 306 leads the week after Christmas. It was her first micro audio summit. She had a three-month-old at the time, and she had family in town for Thanksgiving. So it is easy to produce these. And she can attribute about $23,000 worth of revenue after from her launch, from her workshop that she did from right after that micro audio summit. And then she did her second micro audio summit a couple months later and got another 406 people that signed. So the numbers vary depending on where you're starting from, but you multiply quickly. And I have like those edge cases too, where people that have gotten 2000 leads from a micro audio summit because it's a super tight topic. Mm-hmm. So it's, it works really well. It's pretty amazing. I love that. Yeah. And I think for people who are listening to this episode and they're thinking, well, I'm starting at zero, but mm-hmm. this feels doable. This mm-hmm. feels like it might be something that is more me than a static PDF or something that feels better, more aligned with who I am or how I want to show up in my business. So I, I like the fact that it's accessible for folks who are starting from scratch too. Yeah. If you have a list of zero and you bring in five people and they each have a list of 200, right? You're going to reach a thousand people. Of those people, you're probably going to get about like if you think that like open rates are about 35%, you'll probably end up with your first micro audio summit at about 50 leads, Mm -hmm. which is faster than anything else you can do to get 50 leads because it's like a six-week cycle. And then on the last week, you flood your email list with the leads. People, you know, want the big numbers, but again, everybody everybody starts from zero. Everybody has to start from somewhere. 
Yeah. You don't need to have a big list to have a six or seven figure business. No. Just saying. No. It's a myth. It is not true. There have been many six and seven, even eight figure businesses that you'd be surprised at their list. Now, most people want to talk about the size of your list, but you know, usually it's the bro marketers that like to talk about size, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> you can make you can make <laughs> you can make a lot of money and have a really amazing business with a small list. Yeah. And over time it will continue to multiply mm -hmm. and grow and people will come in and come out and that list is so valuable. It's such a valuable asset. And so whether people decide that they're, you know, want a micro audio summit strategy or another private podcast strategy, putting the audio behind the email sign up wall is the key like takeaway from this me. is gonna be the like, title of this <laughs> episode. <laughs> Get pay, let them pay with their email address. This mm -hmm. is like my motto. So fun. Cool. So since you were kind of around in the early days, if you can think back that far, what, and I know you work with a lot of people who kind of maybe come across Hello Audio for the first time, or maybe even listen to their first private podcast for the first time through you. What advice would you give somebody looking to launch a private podcast? What advice would you give somebody just starting out? Yeah, well, depending on the type of the structure of what you want to be offering, is it going to be a solo private podcast or is it going to be an interview style? The first and foremost is people are afraid of new technology. And Hello Audio is like, you just drag it and drop it. And that is it. And then remember to turn to click the button to turn it on, right? Like, that's the biggest problem that I hear is like, why isn't it showing up? You didn't publish it. <laughs> One of the ways that I solve that is, is I put a few like, you know, I have a little bonus library on using Hello Audio in my system because it's so unique and it's so easy. And all of the trainings are like five minutes because in five minutes you can learn how to use this tool. But whatever your strategy is going to be, whether you're going to do private solo episodes or whether you're going to be interviewing people, I always say, be prepared. And a lot of the times people go into an interview and they're not prepared or they don't know what they want to ask the speaker or they feel like it's just going to be, let's just see where the conversation goes. And it's like, no, hell no. That is not the way you provide high value content, right? If you are like the podcast, call me daddy, you can just kind of see where the conversation goes. But if you really have a focus and you're creating a private podcast because you want to like show your thought leadership and plant your flag in the ground and build your authority, you need to be prepared. And when you're prepared, you feel more confident. Mm. And when you're confident, you actually feel more relaxed. And so I always say, have an outline, have something on the screen that you can follow. Like, I don't care what you guys ask me. I know how I'm going to answer, but I will tell you, I still have slides open on one of my computer screens just in case, because I know that if I'm prepared, I'm going to be more relaxed. And so that's the thing. Just be prepared whenever you start. And that's as easy as asking an interviewee, what questions do you want me to ask you? That's the biggest tip. Just ask people, what would you like me to ask you? Because then you seem smart and so does the person that you're interviewing. Ooh, that's good. That's like super practical. I like that. Yeah. It's super. Oh, okay. That's it. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Like, that keep is simple. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially as somebody who who does interviews and in that format, I think I, I like that reiteration of 
you know, you're doing it for a reason. You're recording these interviews for a reason. People are opting in and giving you their email address and you want them to be able to do that again. (laughs) And so you better create good content, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I even tell people, and I'm pretty good at doing interviews at this point because I've done, you know, hundreds of them. But if somebody says to me in like a questionnaire, oh, you can ask me anything, I write back, no, what do you specifically want me to ask you? And over time, as an interviewer, you learn how to make it sound more conversational. Mm. But still having that like guiding structure, whether you have an outline that you're using for a solo episode or for where you're interviewing somebody, it is so important. So true. And it makes life so much easier. That too. For for everyone, which I love. All right. We end every one of our case study episodes by asking a question. That is, if there was a private podcast about your life's ramblings, what would it be called? It would be called The Insane Ideas of Wendy's Brain. Love it. (laughs) That sounds great. Cool. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, Wendy. And this was a cool episode because you're our first case study where somebody like literally teaches a specific strategy for private podcasts. And so we were able to really go deep and ask questions around that. Of course, we're going to have links to your show notes. If you guys are intrigued by the Micro Audio Summit, we'll have links to her masterclass so you can learn more. You know, possibly her next summit might be live at the time and you could check it out. We would Love to have you on again, of course, because I'm sure you'll come out with some new numbers. But yeah, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm super excited to hear all the other interviews as well. Take care. Bye. And there you have it, Audioheads. Another episode of Launch Your Private Podcast is in the books. I hope you're leaving today feeling even more ready to amplify your voice and connect with your audience in meaningful ways. The adventure continues in our next episode with even more insights, strategies, and inspiration to help you along your own private podcasting journey. Of course, make sure to check out helloaudio.fm to start your own private podcast. And remember, you've got amazing content that needs to be heard. So let's turn the volume up. Until next time.